2080 Baseball Podcast. Uh, call this week one of the uh, regular season. Travis Krins here. Evan Hendershot over there. First week of the season, uh, kind of uh, previewing the season, and we talked to some people, and we said, what's the what's the thing you're looking forward to? And we kind of got the same answer. It's things we don't know that's going to happen. And uh, surprising teams, Rockies, Twins, Arizona, whoever else. Uh, what's what's kind of your, what have, what have you been interested in there that first week of the season? Um, I think uh, a couple teams that have jumped out at me, the Royals we thought wouldn't be that good, um, and they looked uh, quite Very bad. bad. Yeah, quite bad. And um, the Angels look like they might be able to be uh, maybe a second Confidence. wild card contender. So um, that that one kind of jumped out of me too because I, I just I expect I mean they have a lot of competent guys, but uh, you kind of thought they'd they'd fall to pieces, but um, they look pretty decent too. So I think those are, are a couple teams that kind of jumped out at me. I don't know if. Um, there were any other things? Bryce Harper hit another opening day home run. There's that. Always does, yeah. That's not a surprise. Uh, I don't know anything that jumped out at you, I guess. Tim Kirchin liked the Rockies. Uh, Tom Verducci had an article how he liked the Rockies to be a surprise team. They're 5-2 and two right now. Uh, Dodgers, very good opening week against the Dodgers and Milwaukee. Um, run differentials only, it's minus two, but whatever that's worth through. Uh, one week, but I think it was important. Three uh, one on the road there versus Milwaukee, since they're usually a pretty awful road team. And uh, the question I asked during during our uh, preseason talk was, how do you win there? You have to try something different, and it seems like they've tried this bullpen thing this year. And uh, since I still think their starters are absolutely atrocious, uh, despite doing pretty good this week, uh, Greg Howans looked great. Uh, they've had a lot of guys come in out of veto. Uh, Estevez, they, they've got these bullpen arms, McGee, um, where it's it's very interesting going that, you know, you, I'm always going to compare the bullpen to to Kansas City since I think that's pretty much why they were as successful as they were the last couple of years. And if they can do that and they can have, you know, four solid guys that can get you four innings and uh, their bullpen doesn't have to be trash, then maybe they could uh, stick around here. Because you know they're going to score runs. Just don't give up five a game. I think the important thing for them is Greg Holland being healthy. Yeah. Um, his fastball velocity is down uh, from – it felt like he was around I'm, – I'm just trying to look on Brooks Baseball right now. Um, looks like his his fast his four-seam velocity was about 96 for his career, and he's, he's, he's down there around 92 to 94 now. Um, but it doesn't seem to be affecting him at all, which is a good sign. And um, he's definitely still got that slider going – great mm-hmm. and i think he's the critical piece because what what did we really expect from him um, yeah no idea you, you right. really had no expectations because he missed a year um i i want to look this stat up hopefully next week i haven't seen it around but they gave up four runs in three games i can't imagine that's happened all that often <laughs> four run the 2-1 victory 2-1 victory four to two against milwaukee and two against the dodgers i can't imagine they gave up 10 runs on sunday which you know uh, you'll expect that once in a while, mm-hmm. but uh, four runs in uh, in three games, two of those in Denver. So that's great for for the Rockies. Yeah, and I don't think um, the starting pitching necessarily looks amazing. John Gray hasn't uh, he he's shown flashes. I've I've had seems I've, like I've kind of been watching his starts for some reason. I know he's only a two, but I've watched both, and he looks good. And he hits a wall. And well, and he just he just can't sustain. Like he can't just. Uh, get that shutdown inning when you need him to, uh, like if you score a run or two. 
Um, he gets swings and misses, but never, I mean, he has eight, uh, K's in, in nine innings and two starts. So he gets swings and misses, it looks like, but, but then they'll, they won't be on the second strike. So, um, like two times around the order and then that's, that's enough. Yeah, but he looks good. I I would suspect, um, he'll figure it out. But the thing is, what if this bullpen is going to be able to shorten games for those starters? Because, um, another guy that, uh, Kyle Freeland looked good, um, in his first start with the Mm -hmm. Rockies, but he has a track record of being a uh, very, very well below average strikeouts per nine guy. So, I, I mean, I know Kirkshin liked the uh, youth they have there as far as the starters are concerned. Um, and I guess, uh, obviously, you want high strikeout pitchers when you're pitching in a place like Coors Field so you don't get the ball in play. But um, I guess if they can keep these balls on the ground, that would help. But I just, their bullpen's good, and that's going to save them. Uh, a lot of bad starts, but I don't have the faith in the starting pitching that I think a lot of people do. No, I mean, I think they're terrible. I think I'm not, you know, I don't know if John Gray is going to be anything, but I, I just think they're awful. So yeah. where, I mean, there's nobody there that I would want on my team besides yeah. John Gray. I'd like John Gray. Uh, That's I, it. I think, um, and Chad like Bettis Chat is Lord. hurt, which is disappointing, but, um, and this guy Senzatella looks decent. But yeah, I don't. I don't think they're that good either. I think that's going to be a problem for them. And they had a health scare yesterday, uh, or I guess Saturday. I don't know when this comes out. But uh, Trevor Story got hurt, and yeah. that was terrifying. Um, because you feel like if if a guy, you feel like if one of those infield guys goes down, um, the the three big ones, Lemayhew, Story, and Arenado, that could be bad. That could be bad news for them. And Mark Reynolds has been their best hitter the first week. He has been good, and uh, hit one off uh, Kershaw on yeah. Saturday. So um, there's that. But, uh, I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that's going to do well in Coors Field and in that lineup with a lot of power around mm-hmm. him. Um, I, you just, I just don't think this is a sustainable lineup. I don't think they're going to be what some of these people are projecting them to be. They seem like that one team that everybody jumps on their bandwagon before the season and then they win 80 games. Mm-hmm. And I would take if I, that would, I would take that if I was them. Well, yeah, I would take but, 80. But 80 is not... <laughs> that's not that good enough for the playoffs, yeah, no. that's not the playoffs, so... Next I mean, week, they have San Diego, which uh, we'll get into them a little bit. They won a couple games, and then they're at San... I know you. we have a little baseball pick them, and I believe you've picked uh, Colorado next week. I think my plan has been, um, as much as Renfro and Margot look cool, um, I my plan is to pick uh, whoever is playing the Padres the most um, and, and see how that works out. It didn't work out all that well last week, but... Uh, I think, yeah, that's the plan. Whoever plays the Padres, you still have to think when Jared Weaver is your uh, two starter. That's that's bad news. Yeah, Padres uh, won a couple games. They won uh, three games, so three and four on that opening week. Uh, beat the Dodgers once. I, I see, I see this being a terrible offensive team, which is not breaking news. But they've scored one run, two runs. Two runs, three runs. I see a lot of two and three run games out of this team. So if they're going to win, their pitching is going to have to be really no margin for air right there. Well, and they've had two blowouts, uh, yeah. two, um, 10 runs and 13 or 14 runs allowed. So the pitching is really not good. a disaster. The starting pitching, the bullpen has a lot of guys that are going to get dealt and are going to be valuable at the deadline. Um, but the starting pitching is so so bad Clayton Richard put in one good outing yeah. uh don't expect to see that again this year my world series pick San Francisco yeah. <laughs> not so good no I, I not think, a great not a great start well they do have um um silver slugger 
candidate, oh, yeah. uh, Madison Bumgarner. Maybe maybe he wins the triple crown this season. Maybe maybe that'll, maybe that'll get no, him no. into the uh, into the playoff race. But they don't look good. I don't know what it is. They had uh, a lot of. I mean, they they lost two games to San Diego by a run each. They lost opening day by a run to Arizona. Gave up some leads. So a lot of close losses there. Um, I still think they. They, they, they I, they're still more capable than being a, a playoff team, but I would say staying out west, Arizona. I mean, their offense looks great. They swept the Indians. They beat uh, San Francisco three out of four. They're scoring uh, six, seven runs a game. Their pitching's been pretty good. Uh, this uh, Arizona, I don't know if we want to pick a team here later on of what team is actually going to be good because there's going to be one of these teams that are going to surprise, but uh, Arizona right now, they look uh, with their six and one. I think the critical thing here is um, they got two really, really good hitters back um, that missed almost all the season last season in David Peralta and AJ Pollock. Yeah. Um, those are like the uh, Pollock's an, He's an MVP all-star. type player, yeah. and uh, Peralta can hit. I mean, he doesn't necessarily um, give you above average defense or. Um, base running or I mean he's just kind of solid at all those other aspects of the game but he's a really good hitter and he brings a lefty to a lineup that uh, could use some lefty power so um, I think those two guys coming back is is going to be big for that lineup and it's, it's this is another situation where they just need their pitchers to pitch Brandon Drury's had a good start he had a good season last year so they look like one of the one of the better offensive teams. Well, and Jury bring him back into the infield where he belongs and where his bat plays up rather than down. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing him in the corners last year with with Pollock and Peralta out. So that's another guy that um, moving him to the infield is is um, ma- makes him more valuable, I suppose. I don't know how you feel, but I strongly feel that they should switch back to the teal and the purple. I mean, the red. I mean, there's so much red. <laughs> Yeah, that's everywhere, true. and it'd then be, they pick red. It'd be more interesting. They have a better red, I think, than uh, other teams do. The darker, it's like a, yeah. um, the Red Sox one. Maybe it's growing up not liking the Red Sox, but I just cannot stand that color. It's a lot of red. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it'd be it'd be fun. It's more. It, it's definitely more fun. And baseball's uh, supposed to be fun. Give unless, us that unless purple. Unless you're Ian Kinsler, I guess. But that's right. Um, yeah, bring the purple and teal back. Purple, be- they wear it like almost once a week, it seems. I don't know when, like they had a thing, teal Tuesday or teal Thursday or something. And, uh, well, we could, we could, uh, boil this down all the stats. They've won one world series with, uh, with those colors and they've won a, that's uh, right. a big total of zero, uh, wearing the red, the red and black. So that's just, that's proof right there. I think that's factual. Uh, yeah. so bring back purple and teal. It's, uh, <laughs> a great combination. The right best there. though is not. Maybe, maybe, maybe have some out. sleeves. Yeah, add some sleeves, some sleeves to that there. there. Which is the opposite of what I think with the NBA, but uh, that's a whole other story. Add some sleeves to the NBA. You like the sleeves. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I would say anyway, add so some sleeves to the to the okay. Diamondbacks, remove sleeves no from sleeves. the NBA. I, yeah. I know you're trying to sell t-shirts, but come on. Make it less like a shirt. Yeah, it's, more it's more like weird. A I don't know. That's there beside the point. Uh, twins were nice. Uh, they're kind of the Rockies of the yeah, American yeah, League. Yeah. Hey, Twins, five and one. Let's A game and a half up. So... So they'll be uh, for at least two more days. That's good. We're counting down the days. Um, I mean, Byron Buxton, get to, I want your thoughts here. This uh, guy. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Buxton. And you know how I feel. I think is not good. It's not good. Well, it's funny because he's doing yeah. he's doing what I like about him, he's, yeah. uh, and he's doing what you hate about him. So yeah. this is it's very frustrating. He's very frustrating. Um, I agree with you there. He is a very frustrating <laughs> player. Um, if only they had pitchers good enough to hit, so the DH could hit for Buxton and the pitchers could hit for themselves. Yeah, I why suppose. can't they have Bumgarner? Why can't they have the uh, 
the guy from the Reds that hit the pinch hit. Oh home yeah, line. Lorenzen. Yeah, they um, need these guys. That's a good. That's a, well. I don't know. Bat for your center fielder. It's frustrating that he's he'll he'll make these awesome plays in center and um then he just goes up to the plate and you 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 see two strikes and you go okay well he's he's well, out yeah. um so it's it's frustrating and they're batting him third which is that uh, was uh, absurd. They, they dropped him down finally to eight i mean that was ridiculous yeah i i don't know that's just another one of those things though i've been it's a manager dude. i've been wanting them to just can molitor for a while and you just feel like this is one of those moves that is such a molitor move and it's like oh let's throw him in in the fire and see what he can do and why not bat him, you know, six or something to start the year would have been a better approach, I think. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think well, even foresight the, was twenty twenty. Yeah. So, um, he was all over with his lineups. He had Robbie Grossman second one day. He had him eighth or ninth the next. He had Grossman up again. He had Kepler at the top. Now he had Kepler at the bottom for the weekend. So he's mixing and matching. He had Maurer batting fourth. It's just all over the place. He had. It's it, there's no sense to it. You know, it, it's weird because um, obviously we we feel the way we do about relief aces over closers. But uh, the argument there is that um, relief pitchers like knowing their role. You'd think uh, Batters, hitters, yeah. you'd think they'd like to know their role too and know where they're batting every day. Um, am I going to in, in the first inning, or am I going to have to wait to the to the third inning? Here? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think uh, I think there's something to. S- to be said of that, at least, to try to give them some consistency. If you're going to do that with the relief pitchers, and the argument is that, it, and that's the argument for relief pitchers, why wouldn't you do it with your hitters as mm-hmm. well? But who am I? I'm not Paul Mollard. That's I'm right. not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Not yet. Sun, <laughs> Sunday, he had um, he had Kepler batting ninth, and they asked him, well, why Why is he ninth? He was like second. Well, it was, it was a gut feeling. It was a gut call. Yeah. Like, what uh, are we doing? Baseball is we doing? a game of stati- statistics, and we have all of this information available to us, and you're going based on your gut. That feels, it feels right. Um, I, I just can't, I can't see doing that in, maybe in like football or something. Should um, I go for it on fourth down? Should yeah, I not? Uh, but that's not, I mean, even in basketball, that's like, you wouldn't go just based on your gut, I don't think so. I don't know what the hell Molitor's doing. I'd, I'd say um, he's lucky that they started the year out well because uh, a ten and twenty start could have could have had him out the door. Yeah. Bucks. I mean, some of the pitches he swings at are just uh, so far out of the zone. I'm trying to get his O swing right here. I think it was up near forty percent, which is not good. He's um he's got some problems, and it, it always looks like Plate he's he's ready to fix it. You know, it looks 46%. like forty-six percent. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know what you change about him that makes him. He's always he always struck out in the minors, at uh, not quite thirty percent, but that's that's a pretty good clip. And forty-six percent O swing rate, swinging at pitches out of the zone. I mean, that is just bad. He had two hits this week. He can't. He had uh, two hits. He had a double. He had a walk. Fourteen strikeouts. He's hitting O seventy-seven. 111 on base, a 115 slugging, 226 OPS, two hits and 26 at bat. So do uh, better than that next week. Well, I'm just uh, looking at his, um, since you pull up O-swing percentage, I mean, that's not his, that's not even close to his career numbers, so, uh, which is 32.9. So they should level off. You would hope that that would fall and you hope it's just a bad week for him, but there's been a lot of bad weeks. 46 is, 
ridiculous. I, yeah, that's. I mean, that can't be sustainable. <laughs> Prove right? me wrong, Buxton. He had uh, six strikeouts the first two games. Had a four strikeout game against Chicago on Friday. Um, he's played in every game. They haven't rested him. And I think if this goes on for for the end of the month, I'd hate to have him go down again. Because at at this point, I don't know what that does because he's done fine in the minors and he comes back up and he struggles. So I don't really know what that going down would do. And I don't know if he continues this. I don't know if they're going to do that. I'd say you gotta if it's up to me, you just gotta let him fail and um if he can't figure it out with the twins, get rid of him, and it might backfire and look like Carlos Gomez or something again. But um, I'd be sometimes very guys need a change of scenery. I'd be very intrigued what his value is because I, you know, I, I, hmm, I guess looking at it from the easiest way to look at it for me is from uh, I guess like Brian Cashman's perspective as a Yankees fan. If they said, "Hey, here's Buxton." I'd have a hard time not taking. Him. I'd have well, yeah, I'd have a hard time not taking him. But I'd I would I wouldn't give up Glaber Torres for him. Um, It'd be interesting to see what they could get back. Yeah, because you couldn't a failure. I mean, a guy who is I'd say offensively. I mean, I like him defensively, but offensively he's a miserable failure. And he um, is his speed is so important, and he can't get on base to one of those attributes that mm-hmm. he's probably the fastest player in baseball. And he's well, very excited. Billy, Billy Hamilton might. Yeah, between the two, he's there. he's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess how many bases has he stolen? He hasn't stolen a ton. Like there's P like the like. Twins. Yeah, he stole ten last year. Yeah, like and, the twin, like in the minors, twenty thirty. Not like he's stealing fifty or sixty, but he can turn those singles into doubles and doubles into triples. That's true. So I that, don't ever see him as a a base stealer, though, and no. I think that's going to hurt his value. That's what he needs to learn how to do. He needs to learn how to get when he's on. The rare, rare, rare the two occurrence times that he's this on. week he was on base. <laughs> yeah, you've got to run. You're fast. You've got to run because how how else are you going to um, make up for your yeah make up for your your horrible horrible offense? Because he is a good defensive player, and that's he's how amazing. a guy like Hamilton is still in the league because he's fast and he's a good defensive player. Um, Buxton, I don't know. I I don't I you couldn't trade like even like a Clint Frazier for him because Frazier's upside is higher than you would assume would have to be offensively higher than Buxton. And he's only 23 years old. He'll be 23 the entire season. So hopefully this is a big year for him. So hopefully he can figure it out. It can't be much worse, but I have seen too much of him to think that this isn't. Let's say if you bury him, bury him at eight or nine though, and just let him, let him play 155 games and see what happens. I, why, hopefully you he can know, hit 200. Oh, well, if he doesn't hit 200, I think he's uh, going to be having a having a tough time finding a job next year in in Major League Baseball. But um, I think you got to, you, well, yeah. I why send him down at this point? Yeah. What is what does that do for him? And I'm concerned about Jose Barrios, who had a great start in uh, AAA, and he's uh, like the uh, pitching version of Buxton, where he's great in the minors, and they bring him up. I think they'll bring him up by the end of the month uh, for Mejia, probably, and. Uh, We'll see what happens there, but I'm not. Uh, I'm again. I Brios at the major league level has not done well, so hopefully it doesn't start as bad for him. One managerial move: the Twins brought in their closer Brandon Kinsler uh, in Kansas City. Either I think it was the first game or second game. I think the first game. They're up seven to one, so they brought him in, and they wanted to get everybody in those first two games, and they were ahead by enough where they could bring everybody in, but just. In a normal situation, that's... I guess at least uh, for the Sunday game, um, they brought him in in yeah. the 8th. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. that's good. But um, I don't see... 
I don't know why you'd, you'd waste a top reliever in a 7-1 I think uh, Cam Bedrosian came in in the eighth inning for the Angels on Saturday against uh, Seattle in a tough spot in the eighth. Got through that, closed it out in the ninth. So you're seeing, I think, a few more managers go to that closer in the eighth. I feel like I we're hope. starting to get... I feel like the end, the end result here is going to be um, your best reliever is going to pitch four or five outs. Good. I don't. I don't see it being anything. Like, I don't ever see like uh, that guy coming in on in the sixth to bust out of a jam. I do, I never see that happening unless these guys are getting paid like starters mm-hmm. get paid, and that's never going to happen either. Speaking of the bullpen, uh, watching baseball uh, MLB Network, Harold Reynolds was in studio. I was uh, glad to see him in studio. <laughs> um, they brought the K's per nine up there. They had the relievers. They had you know the Chapmans and the Batanceses and. Everybody else, you know, 14, 15 Ks per nine and all this, and showing the top five. And uh, Harold Reynolds didn't like that because relievers don't throw nine innings. What are they doing? <laughs> oh, and like, and the guy was, you know, like, we, we understand this. Yeah, the starters uh, strikeouts, uh, nine or ten on the high end, isn't going to be as much as the 14, 15 uh, from these guys from the Yankees. And, like, he, well, why not do it Ks per seven or Ks per one? And, like, what are you talking about? Everything is based on the game and the innings. The nine <laughs> innings is just many things that I'll mention throughout the throughout the year. It's like this doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm kind of. I have no. I have no. It's terrible. Res- what? It's what? Terrible. What do you? Who? How do you convince someone like that? I don't you even know? know. I think that's the that's the problem. Uh, I guess the only way you yeah. convince him is is don't employ him. But uh, as well, yeah, get <laughs> that's that'd be a good idea. Well, I don't uh, fortunately ever watch uh those in studio things good. and if they do they're on mute uh but it's a good deal i just yeah i yeah what wh- how, <laughs> you can't yeah i'm speechless i have no i have no good response to that because no. how do you ever convince that person just ignore it and say all right good right. for you yeah and he will continue to be ignored no. by me two teams that i like my two underdog teams oakland and tampa tampa's got off to a great start five and two Oakland at three and four, not not bad. Uh, what's what's how much of uh, Oakland and Tampa have you seen? Tampa obviously well, played the Tampa Yankees. Tampa played so. the Yankees, so I saw them a lot. Um, I don't think they're that fantastic. Their lineup is okay. The thing about them is is they have a lot of guys that could. Um, Alex Cobb looked decent. Uh, well, that's the thing too. Their pitching's good, but in the in the lineup, they're they have a lot of guys who can make up for bad games for the other guys as long as they play good defense and have good pitching. Um, like I feel like you could get they have a lot of uh, boomer bus guys like Souza and Morrison and Norris and uh, Miller uh, and Dickerson. So you have a lot of guys who could um, hit a home run and put you over the top any any game of the week. They did bat Ricky Weeks cleanup <laughs> though, um, which required me to do some research. Paul Molitor writing their lineup. <laughs> And well, I mean, looking at it though, it it didn't actually. It wasn't the worst compared decision. to everybody else out there. I, in their I, lineup. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it still, but he um, he hits well enough, um, a little bit above average with runners in scoring positions. So there's that at least. But they have a lot of guys that can kind of make or break uh, and and hit you know hit a three run shot and then you're in the lead. And then Cobb is awesome if he can stay healthy. Snell has a lot of talent. Uh, Archer is awesome. He seems like he's back to where he was a couple years ago one of the best pitchers mm-hmm. so yeah I, i'd say they have some pretty serious uh second wild card uh contention uh and i mean i, I their bullpen is 
okay though. Are there any aspects of the Rays you think stand out? Obviously, Cobb is. It's fantastic. all about that pitching. If they can get the Archer to be, you know, a twenty game winner, or what we think a twenty game winner is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Cobb, I've liked him for a long time. So if he can come back from from his Tommy John and he can he can be a solid uh, number two guy for them. Um, you know, I, I I like him as long as their pitching can can hold up. Yeah, I agree. It's all um, about the pitching. I think yes, because you have guys in there that could single-handedly win you ball games. So um, they're going to need Cobb and, and Archer. They're going to need those two guys to be fantastic. And I think Snell is going to need to be. Oda Rizzi, you know, you're going to get a, a pretty solid year out of him. I think Snell's going to need to be a, a three starter at worst, or what? Again, what you'd think of a three starter at worst. Oakland, this bullpen was intriguing at the beginning, and it seems like they have done. Uh, what they said they were going to do, uh, Casilla, they had him opening day uh, close it out, and they've had him pitch in the eighth and ninth innings then after that. Uh, Matson's been out there for a little bit. Um, I think Dull gave it up there one night against uh, Texas, mm-hmm. I believe, so that wasn't great. Which is arguably their, their best reliever, I'd say. Yeah. So um, they've uh, uh, three and four week. Uh, they lost uh, one run game to the Angels. Um, good week for them playing you know, Angels at Texas, but... Uh, Oakland's a team I could see winning high 70s, and uh, Kendall Graveman looked great. Yeah, his uh, sinker velocity is at a point where people's sinker velocity does not hit. Uh, he's he's topping out in the high 90s. So, How does that happen? I don't know. I feel like it's got to be natural movement on his fastball, and it makes it a sinker, mm-hmm. um, which is how he's throwing like that. But, man, if he can sustain that, like we're looking at a guy who could be a top 10 Cy Young contender. Because he didn't strike out that many batters last year. If he, he right now he's uh, thirteen innings, but he's at uh, twelve Ks in those Good. thirteen innings. If he can sustain that, we're looking at a, a like a, a star pitcher. Um, and Triggs put in a solid outing. Uh, he's never drill. Cotton be a, was not good his first time out, so no. we'll see. He pitches a Monday at uh, Kansas City. But I do think I do think that that bullpen is is intriguing. They have five boy, six guys. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide what i think of some of these guys i'd say casilla madsen do little dull Hendricks is legit that is a good that is a good five right there you can put any of those guys in whenever you need them um and i yeah i but i guess the question is there if they can do this sort of reliever by committee thing and all these guys seem happy about it do um <laughs> I'm sure because is just happy to have a job. Well, he's good after though. last year, and yeah, he's you know last year was not great, and uh, Giants weren't bringing him back, and he's he's been fine, a little up and down. Uh, Liam Hendricks, terrible starter, bullpen guy, great. Uh, Doolittle's closed games in the past, so I mean they've got like you know five guys out there. I like how um, even on roster resource right now they have four guys listed, and they're not listed as closer or relief pitcher; they're listed as closer by committee. There we go. Uh, so. What if like what if that works for them? Do other teams I think say so. finally we do this? And then if you do that, what you could do instead of signing in or all this Chapman for a million uh zillion dollars. For Fifteen million, yeah. <laughs> um you could sign three guys for five million. Or you could yeah, exactly. If you and even maybe less than that, you could maybe sign four guys for, for the amount of money you're paying. A bunch paying of him. Tyler Clipper type guys. Right. And um would that work? Or do you want a guy who is you can count on him like Chapman and Chapman, you can count not the on. way they use them sixty innings a year. <clears throat> not the way that no. No, um, I mean I wouldn't want him that way. But uh, y- you wonder if this works for them. If other teams will do, other small market teams, big market teams are not. Twins do should this. do it. Absolutely, Rockies. 
Yes. Absolutely. And while the Rockies um, may be kind of doing it, although Holland looks like he's going to steal yeah. that job, but um, you feel like this is the way to go. This is the way of the future for, for the small market team if they're smart. Um, but it has to work. If these guys all end the season uh, pitching in Oakland, a uh, uh, pitcher's park with a four ERA or something, they're they're not. This isn't going to be the team that you have to look at to um, make it work into the future. But if you look at what the Royals did a couple of years ago and building this really strong bullpen, now all the teams are doing it. So maybe the other teams follow suit. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the Arizona bullpen, but I think they had a couple of guys. Is Archie or is, is Archie Bradley now in the bullpen? Um, I still thought they had a couple of guys maybe yeah. that could be some good bullpen pitched, guys uh, now. three and a third out of the bullpen, so he must be in the bullpen. Um, oof, boy, Fernando Rodney is their closer. Top guy, so, uh, Jorge De La Rosa, he's kind of uh, a failed starter that maybe he can be a bullpen guy. Well, I don't know if we can call De La Rosa a failed starter. I, probably the best starter in Rockies history. There you go. So I feel like that's I feel like that's harsh. Uh, he is thirty six. He's thirty six. He's an he's an old aging pitcher who can't can't quite top out on the velocity anymore but that who knows maybe that's good for them that's gonna be a killer part of their team i mean that, that's gonna hurt a bad the bullpen hoover jj hoover randall delgado tom wilhelmson who cares about those guys right i think that's gonna be a, a big problem for them american league any other uh houston uh they got swept by kansas city kansas city looked awful against the twins their bullpen was the opposite of what they've been and then they go into Houston, who a lot of people like, us included, and uh, they just whooped up on Houston. So I think that is an outlier. I don't think they're going to do that much anymore. And I was kind of thinking after that Twins series where they looked just, just terrible. Like they um, were looking like it was them in Chicago as the worst two teams in the AL. I feel like I was wondering what what do you think the over under is? Like when do they when do they oh, just yeah. go all out and sell? When is that date? Because all these free agents, we talked about all these free agents they have. Yeah, I guess just looking at their major league guys, it's Mustakas, Hosmer, Kane, Escobar, Vargas. They're all up. Mm-hmm. And Peter Moylan, who's thirty-eight. He don't. He don't count. He don't count. <laughs> you, all he'd bring back is like a rookie ball guy. So those other five. Like um, I, I read somewhere that they were of all the guys, they were going to have Hosmer be their guy. Which um, I do not like Hosmer. You wanted Kane more than. If you had to pick one, if I had to pick, I one, wouldn't pick any of them. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I would sell. I what I would do, I would do what the White Sox are doing. I'd sell. I do what the Braves did. Everybody's gone. I do. I think so too. I don't. I don't love any of them. I just, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Kane or maybe Mustakas because maybe you could get him on like a two-year, kind of like two years, thirty million or something. But uh, not Hosmer because Hosmer's gonna take the brunt of their payroll for yeah. a long time. And what I was kind of thinking about is if they do, I think it's safe to assume Hosmer gets a long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. So if they do bring Hosmer in and back, are we looking at the early 2000s Royals again, where the team's just built around Sweeney? But Sweeney and everybody and, else, yeah. Uh, you, br- you bring up guys like Jermaine Dye and Johnny Damon and Carlos Beltran, they just get dealt right away? Is that what they're going to be from now on again, now that they've won this World Series? I feel like that could happen if they have if they sign Hosmer to this big deal and then he's an immovable contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like any of those guys to I mean, why would you sign you're not going to sign all of them. Uh so I'd get rid of all of them. I mean, yeah, I guess if Vargas wants to come back on a one-year deal, I'd be fine with I, any of them. If any of them want to come back on a one-year deal, fine, but 
They're looking for a long-term. Kansas City, and I think he, Hosmer and not must young. be a fan favorite there, I guess. Must be, and they're not young. Hosmer's going to be 28, so he's right. He's at that perfect sweet spot of getting like a, I'm sure he'd love an eight-year deal, but that's maybe a bit too much. I think they locked up the guy they needed to lock up, and that was Danny Duffy, uh, and they got him on a pretty good deal. But the problem is they're paying Alex Gordon um, 16 mil this year and 20 in 2018 to 19. He's and 33. Then, and then he has a mutual option, which they won't pick up. Um, Ian Kennedy's locked up for $16.5 million from 2018 to 2020. Uh, Sal Perez is on a kind of a steal of a contract, but it gets big uh, in a couple of years. Um, so Lair is probably, he's making not much. So they're going to be, they're going to be facing some real financial troubles here. If they bring in Hosmer, that's it. That's their free agent spending for three years. How, how are they going to be any good at all? That's why I'm wondering, like, when do they make all these trades and try to bring in prospects? Because they're going to need, if they re-sign Hosmer, they're going to need a lot of prospects who are cheap. They don't have any top 100 prospects. There's nobody waiting to come up here. Uh, Mondesi's up. All their guys are up now. And um, they are what they are. Their pitching doesn't appear to be very good. I mean, you have Nathan Carnes, for God's sake, starting Sunday. That was, uh, or was it Saturday? One of the days. Um, yeah. They won the game, but, I mean, that's not that's not a great uh, five you got out there. And uh, that, that bullpen was just horrendous against the Twins. Twins won that series because of that awful bullpen. Uh, just walk after walk after walk. It was bad. Oh, Kansas City, I'm, I'm an all in favor of them starting over, blowing it up. The White Sox are doing that. It's like the first time they've ever done that because they've always been, mm-hmm. like they really haven't even been good. They won the one World Series. They've been to the playoffs a couple more times in 15 years. They've never been a serious team that you think can win anything. They've always been 75, 80 wins, and now they're finally saying, all right, that's enough of this. Let's do – maybe it's because of the Cubs and what they did. I don't know. But finally they pulled the trigger and uh, got rid of Eaton and Sale, and now people like what they did. So we'll see. Just uh, an interesting note about the Royals' bullpen, since we're on it a little bit. Um Kelvin Herrera allowed the first ever home run on his slider uh, mm. on Sunday you know, to Jake Marisnik of all the people in the world who can't hit to save his life. Um, and I, I just, is there any, I, I was wondering, like, I, I guess I don't know. Uh, I'm, I don't have, I'm not the director of baseball research and, and development who uh, Darren Woolman is who tweeted that. Um, so I don't have all this stuff at my fingertips, but I was wondering if there was like another pitch that has not been touched. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Does anything mm. stand um, I wonder if Davinsky, with the with the Astros, if his changeup, I I don't know if like you would assume just because at some point somebody's I mean every pitch there's got to yeah so it's got to be somebody who's been in the league for like four years or less and doesn't throw hasn't thrown like eight hundred innings yes I was just it was I saw that and I was like wow that's I mean a slider's a pitch you can well hang Kershaw and, I think he was taken deep back to back for the first time ever that's an amazing stat. Yeah, and it was against it, like Colorado. Reynolds and Parra yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's First always the funniest. Ever. It's always the funniest people that just kind of luck into one. But um, not that Reynolds can't hit lefties because he's pretty awesome at that. But anyway, that was an interesting thing. I'd say huh. as far as the Royals, um, May thirtieth. Like May thirtieth. I feel like they're going to be like, oh June? boy, boy, oh boy, and then they're going to have to really seriously consider. We need to deal guys, and we need to deal them now. They did. I mean, they did get Cueto, and that was a big-time move. He was awful for them. 
uh, in the regular season, good in the playoffs. That was a big-time move, and, he, and they knew this was just a, we're going to get 12 starts from them, that's it, mm-hmm. and we're trying to win the World Series, and they did. Who did they uh, did They give up? Finnegan, was it? Yeah, he and he's start. been he's been pretty good. Yeah, Finnegan, a couple other pitchers. Um, yeah, I feel like John Lamb or something. Like I feel like it wasn't really that much. It was only really Finnegan, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If I'm them, I blow it up. Who cares? They're, you're not going to win. So it's no. you know, who cares? I I guess that's probably a hard mentality to take when you're running a business and you want to put a good product on the field. But as a as a fan of baseball, I'm kind of a you know just get rid of them. They yeah. Why not? Was there any other teams you wanted to? get to or uh baltimore they uh they just seem like they're just a team that like we've talked their their starting pitching's not very good but for whatever reason um it just it just works out for them like they're they're four and one right now um gosman he drives me nuts he was did you see that bach he had uh so he's just he's clearly um just standing around, just trying to let the relief pitcher uh, warm, warm up. up. And he's, you know, he's so he's kind of moving off the mound. He's just letting the, uh, I don't even remember who was up to bat, but he's just kind of doing his thing, just moving around, barely throwing any pitches. There's a guy on third. And all of a sudden, he just makes a move to third. Uh, and Machado is standing like 15 feet away from the base. And he just throws the ball to Machado. And he, Machado's totally caught doing? off guard by it. And apparently that's a buck. Uh, they scored a run on it. Huh. You but can't throw it to a guy that's not on a base or what? Or that is like not anywhere near a base, apparently. Base. But it was oh. very strange. Uh, speaking of him, I just figured I, I couldn't, I, I didn't, I'd never seen that before. Um, but I think it's because you're not making a move because you're, you're just pa- playing pass, which is funny. But anyway, he drives me crazy because he was uh, taking a lot of time and, um, but he's good at pitching. Yeah. And, Dylan uh, Bundy, Bundy looks good. He's the he's the guy. He can be maybe their number one guy. He is the critical piece for them, I'd say, because that would give them two starters, and, and when Tillman's back, that would give them three, and three's all you need. What about Yankees, Wade uh, Miley's little five-inning shutout, seven-walk performance? Wade Miley had seven walks, yeah. So <laughs> I'd say he's not a guy you can throw out there in the playoffs if you make it. Um, the... I I don't know. I, I think it's, it's hard to win in the playoffs when you have three starters. Um, the Yankees... Well, I know that I don't know a couple if, years ago in 2009, but it is very hard to win if you have only three starters, and they better be good. I don't know what their starting pitching situation is, uh, but would would Jimenez not be a good? He is wild at times, I guess. Would he not be a good bullpen candidate? Um, well, I, I would much rather limit his damage to one inning at a time compared to four innings at a time. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd almost hope for that with anybody, really, though, right? Because he's good enough for a uh, run an inning, and you limit him to maybe 15 pitches every other three Maybe days. they don't really have any other options because their uh, system's Thin. pretty shot. And, um, Bundy... Uh, That's I why mean, Wade Miley's starting for them and Jimenez. Well, exactly. The, the thing about Bundy is he put in a good outing. Um, he got a lot of 8Ks in seven innings. But and no walk, so that's good. But um, he also pitched significantly better out of the pen as far as Ks per nine um, were concerned last year. And uh, he's a fly ball pitcher, so that's never going to fly in the uh, American League East when you have uh, four hitters parks. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't think he's going to be what Reach we all potential. think. I, I mean, he could be a two. I, I just don't see. I mean, he's got a great curve, but... I just don't see uh, him being a, a Top star. Of the line. And, 
in the AL East, go to the NL West, and, and well, maybe not because of Coors and uh, where the hell Chase Field. Um, but I don't know. Put him in the cent- in NL Central, maybe. And there we go. But yeah, it's hard to find a it's hard to find a division for a fly ball pitcher. But Phil Hughes. Put him in one. the International League. He'll <laughs> fit there. Yeah, that's a good point. As long as he's not playing in the PCL, then he'll get mm-hmm. lit up. But disappointing start for Toronto. They're one and five. They lost two 11 inning games, three to two at Tampa, at Baltimore. So they should bounce back. They're against uh, the... Should the, they? they? I mean, they... <laughs> they, they Hopefully. They're not 1-5 bad. Um, That's true. I, I think yeah. they're going to be having the trouble of being in a division where your worst team might be the Yankees, who are going to steal some wins. So I just... I don't know. I feel like losing Encarnacion's going to Their pitching be has big. been good. The pitching has not been the problem. Their offense has been the problem. Um, they scored two runs on Sunday. I mean, they scored two runs. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five of their six games, they've scored two runs or less. You're right. not winning any games, and we, they didn't win any of they, they yeah they didn't win any of those games. This is a weird a weird time to be a Toronto fan, probably because you're used. Where's to, the offense? You're yeah. used to a big offense and not as much pitching, and and they're pitching Sanchez and Stroman in particular. That is a good good combo at the top, and then you have Hap too. Um, th- this is a Estrada. Yeah, another good pitcher. Yeah, they have good starters, um, but that they just can't hit, which is very, very strange. Maybe oh. Carlos Delgado's around. You could bring him back. Mm. Uh, Vernon Wells, Alex Rios. <laughs> I, I've got all the all, all the, the guys, all the ideas for them. Good, but I think I think they're gonna have trouble because I don't think Kendrys Morales is gonna be as good as they need him to be. I don't think Batista's gonna be as good as they need him to be. Uh, Smoke is like their best Not hitter good. right now, but he stinks. Uh, over a, a longer sample so i think they're gonna really really need to find a hitter at the deadline or else they are going to just be wasting a year of good young pitching and estrada and liriano liriano who is bad pitched a third of it Liriano got yeah i have high expectations for him but he got ripped up yeah but i mean the other four are good and obviously five five starters are only a regular season problem but um the other four are good so you're wasting your um good young talent on uh, a, a bad offense. So they're going to really need to pick it up as far as hitting is concerned. Nine-game homestand for Toronto. They have two against Milwaukee. Always like a two-game series. Uh, four against Baltimore and then three against Boston. So they should uh, five and five or four, four and five, five and four. They'd be might try and do something there. Yeah. Any other... Uh... Any other things in Toronto, or is there any... I feel like we're missing someone. I always feel like that, but maybe it's just... A team or a player. Let's see. uh, Cleveland, 3-2. and uh, Arizona kind of touched on them. Chicago's awful. No need to talk about them. Uh, Detroit, I don't know what to think about Detroit. I don't know, like, one day or the other. Like, are they going to beat Boston? Are they going to lose? They're going to be a fun team to keep an eye on as far as the deadline's concerned, but right now we're in April, so uh, I feel like Detroit's not going to be really that interesting. uh, Mariners were uh, awful this week, 1-6. and I want to touch on this 13th inning, this uh, great. I I don't know if there's going to be another inning like this. Uh, 5-3 they lost at Houston on Wednesday night, 13-inning game. Uh, Yeah, nobody scored from the 8th on until the 13th. Uh, let's see. Who was it? Davinsky had the four innings, seven strikeouts, which really saved uh, saved Houston going yeah. through the uh, extra innings. Man, is he good? 
He's great. Uh, they didn't bring in Ken Giles because he pitched the two previous days, all of 30 pitches. They couldn't obviously bring him in for a third day. My God, we can't <laughs> do that. Uh, Seattle's bullpen, they just went through everybody. Uh, five five pitches, four pitches, 11, 9, 7. And, oh, we, there's, we used five guys, and we're not done yet. So we need uh, uh, Diaz. He threw a couple innings for him. And then mm-hmm. uh, some guy named, uh, who was it, Chase DeYoung. Chase DeYoung came in, major league debut, uh, trying to close it out, up uh, up three to two in the uh, in the thirteenth. Uh, got a couple guys out, but then gave up a uh, three run homer to George Springer to lose it. So major league debut, two innings or two thirds of an inning, uh, three walks or one walk, three earned runs, the home run, uh, nineteen pitches wasn't great. Well, baseball is hard. Uh, that's my. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's your explanation explanation for that yeah because i don't know looking at his minor league numbers he seems fine right. um he was a starter forever that was actually looks like uh one two i'm just doing counting which is apparently hard he's made like 10 relief pitches uh relief outings that's it this was not his major league debut no this was his re- major league debut okay. but as far as uh his whole minor league career oh. he's pitched he's a starter uh yeah looks like he was for a long time uh, 26 starts last year, 24 last the year before that with only one relief outing. He's barely had any relief outings. Maybe he's one of those guys that just can't figure that well, out. Well, I'm assuming this was their eighth guy of the bullpen. I assume that is everybody. They they used everybody in their bullpen. You think they probably just had him up for... Or if he was a middle reliever, like, a, you know, if he can get two, three innings or a I mean, six-starter guy. You go, to the, guy. You, you go to the majors any way you can. If you got to be yeah. pitching the bullpen, then you got to pitch in the bullpen. But that's, yeah, that's a tough debut coming into the 13th and yeah. get rocked and uh, blow it. Because they had a run at the top, right? They did. They they had a run. Uh, Houston was walking everybody in sight. So who was it? Gus Dave here gave up. Uh, Jandell Gus Dave gave up three walks. He was pissing me off. What a name. They put in uh, Brad Peacock. He got through the inning, only uh, didn't give, give up any more runs. And then... Uh, Springer just yanked it into the seats there and left. Uh, Peacock, of course, this is something I've wanted to do. I, I tried it uh, last year, a couple of years ago, but it was too late into the season. I don't even know if it's worthwhile. Um, giving wins to the right pitcher because wins are devalued because of situations where Brad Peacock pitches 16, to, uh, 16 pitches, does fine an inning with the strikeout and a walk. Uh, he gets the win. Mm-hmm. Um the young gets the loss as he should, giving up the three runs. Um, but plenty of instances where guys go seven, eight uh, innings, one, two runs, don't get the win. So uh, Charlie Morton in this case gave up two runs and six innings. That's pretty good. If you're giving anybody the win, you're giving it to Davinsky because he struck out seven and four shutout innings, mm-hmm. uh, gave up one walk. So if you're looking at this game, I would give him the win. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just not how it works. No, like if you're <laughs> like you're looking at it, and I'd like, like like to get a like a spreadsheet together, look at it. Did the right guy win? And like I don't know if you would just base it on because you I have to have some sort of a rule, but I would just base it on well, who do you think won? Well, you and, could do it as you could have the official score or just pick yes uh, who they thought was the most valuable pitcher in that game. But that would be a whole can of worms, yeah. I think. And you could do it like on game score, but then with the relievers, how does that work? It's more of a of a starter stat. So it's like, you know, some games are very obvious. Yes, I feel like this, this guy- is good theoretically if we have somebody we can trust doing it, like one of ourselves. There you go. But I, I feel like uh, the problem with the official score is they're always at the home ballpark. So yeah. you, you couldn't have that because they'd pick some 
guy they don't want or to win. Or the media members or something. You like could always just assign a... Uh, how about Bud Selig? What's he up to these sure, days? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, he'll be on the show later this hour. Uh, <laughs> Vincent for Seattle would have gotten the win in this example. Uh, two shutout innings with two hits, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But Paxton gave up two hits and six innings, no runs. I mean, he's your obvious winner here. He was the best pitcher. Who was the best pitcher for the winning team this day? If, you wanted, if you wanted to do it that way, that's possible. Or the easier solution here is... Uh, just devalue the win and make people understand that it doesn't matter. I think that would be the easiest uh, outcome here. To Listening to the Twins, they got Dick Brayman and Burt, Burt Blylev, and they've been doing it together for like 20, 25 years. And they, how's that going? Not great. <laughs> it's very old school. I'm sure you've listened to them once in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe Marcus is, says how terrible they are. But a lot of it is, like he said today about uh, Jose Quintana, uh, Blylev did, oh, he can, he can 200 innings. He's the kind of guy you're looking for. Like, well, that's nice, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that throw 200 innings anymore, and he hasn't gotten a whole lot of wins because he doesn't have a whole lot of run support there. And it's just this old time bull crap, and it's just like, yeah, he had 15 wins the other year, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. Do you what, think what are that, we doing? Do you think that's because of that's what casual fans expect and want to hear? I think that's just because he's you know pitched back in the in the 60s and 70s and 80s, and that's just what it was. I think I think the casual fan even which I don't think are the people watching baseball games, but I think the casual fan yeah. wants to hear new things that teach them about, about, about baseball. It's a sport they love. They're, they like it enough to watch a three-hour game on a weeknight. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe 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 it's not that this, this is what people want to hear, and it's just that this is what uh, Blylevin's spewing out with his uh, uh, Hall of Fame plaque. He gets Absolutely. to have a job doing this, and uh, we don't. So I think uh, maybe maybe it's just a matter of... Well, this is why I usually have Twins on one TV, mm-hmm. then MLB TV on the other, and more times than not, it's on the Houston game as my primary game, and if that game's out of hand, then we switch to another one. But the Houston broadcast, I think, is the best one in baseball. Uh, stats that they show for the pitchers right away, you know, your opening, you know, mm-hmm. your starter, the wins, losses, you know what the stats are. They had ground ball rate on there for Keuchel, they had uh, ozone or O swing percentage, all that stuff in the opening stats, which I thought was great. I've never seen any other team do that. Inside outside swing rates, I thought it was great. I think uh, that might just be, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. You wonder if that's uh, pitcher targeted, is it, with like a guy like Keiko? I don't know. Ground ball rate, but but I mean, even in the in, in in past years, they've had stuff with you know the hitters uh, stats like that. And, I uh, think it's a good thing. I think it shows oh, yeah. that you're a modern. Uh, uh, you know, broadcast team, but uh, I just don't see, I don't see a lot of people trying to do that. Um, I guess from where my perspective from growing up in New England and having to watch uh, Don Arcillo and, and Jerry Remy, um, you know, I think it was more about conversation than actual talking about baseball. So I feel like it's, I, I feel like what the problem is here is it depends on what market you're in. And Houston is a team, a lot of sabermetrics, so mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. Or I don't know if that even matters, though, as far as the broadcast is concerned. Yeah, I don't know how much influence or it's, anything it's, they talk I about. I feel like it's got to be the market that you're in and, like, uh, what the fans want. Because if you're, if you're, I mean, we know we know Twins fans. I, I feel like Twins fans oftentimes, you know, they want to know what the home how, runs how are, are. How are Twins fans voting at the, uh, at the booth? Are they checking the R or are they checking the D? 
probably oh. are. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's well, a there good you go. Point. So go go off of that. I, well, yeah, but then we're looking at Houston. Well, I guess Houston. Yeah, that's a big city. Yeah, Austin is a Austin's different. But uh, I yeah I don't know. It's it's interesting because I feel like it's just a matter of them thinking that's going to appeal to their media market. I was talking to somebody and mentioning some stats in war mm-hmm. and especially BABIP, that, that Cubs stat where their BABIP was like 25, 30 points better than anybody. Their pitcher's basically given up. And this guy's, he's a, this guy's not a huge baseball guy. And he's like, oh, baseball, all these stats and these weird things. And the, once you get past the weird names, just get past that and look at what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. So when the guy hits the ball, how often do they get on base? That's an interesting stat. And if uh, that's a pretty good indicator. If mm-hmm. you're looking at any stat, that's probably the, especially pitching-wise, uh, that's probably number one as far as. There's luck there, though. There is, yeah. Exit velocity is a pretty good indicator that's, as well. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, but but if you're a team and you're giving up, you know, it's, it's, it's no shock that the Cubs – uh, the Blue Jays and the Giants were the top three teams as oh, far yeah. as pitcher Babbitt, and those were three of the top pitching teams. I mean, well, uh, especially pitcher Babbitt. I yeah. guess for hitters, it is more luck, but for pitchers, it shows that it shows that you have good defense too. So it's not just your yeah. your individual pitching performance, it and that shows can that you carry over from pitcher to pitcher. And uh, it means you're usually inducing weak contact, which yeah. is Kyle critical. Hendricks very yeah. weak contact. The Twins this first week, the defense has been great. And they're leading that after or near the top after a week. So yeah, I feel like it, I mean a lot of it comes down to how hard can you hit a baseball, or how hard can you, or how how you know softly can you make the opponent hit the baseball. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not rocket science. Uh, rocket no. science here, I guess. It's just uh, you know figuring out who. Uh, the harder you hit it, the better chance you have of getting. it. Yeah, hit. it's figuring out who can hit it hard and yeah. who can induce the weak contact. But that's what the statistics are for. Not a good day for uh, Jeremy Guthrie on Saturday. <laughs> who who could have expected that a what what, the, 38-year-old pitcher who's flamed out of baseball a couple years ago would be bad at pitching? Oh, my goodness. Two-thirds of an inning, 10 runs. Philadelphia batted 16 guys. Uh, Philadelphia had a good week against Washington. No homers either in that stretch. Yeah. What was – how? why is Washington starting him? What have we gotten – What what has happened – well, they traded, starting uh, him in week one. they traded Lopez and Giolito. Well, still, how the hell is your opening week rotation, Jeremy Guthrie, who's 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 done? He's out. Yeah, I'd say his career is that's that's very interesting. When one uh, outing can kill in your in the career. middle of a, you know a middle of the season, maybe we're you know short a guy an injury. Can you give us you know one start well, here or there? Let's look and see what the problem is. They don't have, have anyone hurt apparently. Scherzer, you have. Uh, Strasburg. They lost two out of three at Philadelphia. Oh, I'm trying to find their next in line. Joe Ross is in the minor leagues for some reason. That's apparently like what? What is going on here? I don't know what that is. I and then you have AJ Cole. You could start too. You have Austin Voth or Voth, however you say that. That's a big problem about baseball. How do you say these people? Yeah, names? Joe Gonzalez, Jacob Turner. Why not go with him? <laughs> Joe Blanton, give me three innings. Joe Blanton, can you give me three innings? And well, and then he does. And why? Why not start a guy like Joe Blanton? If if you if your option is Guthrie, why not say, hey, go out there, start the game off. We're we'll expecting go, fifty pitches. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, so the next guy come in comes in, and then you throw Matt Albers in. Sure. You know why not do that? Because and then you can just use your regular bullpen. Yeah. Um, and then you could just bring up another bullpen arm, you know, a guy that can miss bats, and and then 
Um, I don't know. That seems more reasonable to me. Who who thought whose idea was Jeremy Guthrie? Like, what hasn't he? Yeah, he's thirty eight and he's been uh, not. He hasn't been anything for a long time. No, he didn't play last year. So he was in the majors last year. You wonder what what the heck they were thinking there. Um, they have three minor league starters on their forty man, and they have five minor league relievers. Make on it their a bullpen game. That makes no sense. Uh, Blake Trinan's been very impressive as their closer. Uh, he's throwing like 98-99, which is – he didn't throw that in college. He didn't throw that a couple of years ago. Well, that's what player development's for, I suppose. And he was a uh, he was a starter. Now he's a, uh, now he's a closer. And that's, I think, probably the Ramp it up a bit. key indicator there. You can And some guys can really turn it on when they go into the bullpen because um, they're easing back when they're starting. And Yeah. Um, it just makes uh, guys like Verlander, who, uh, when they were in their prime, could dial it up in the sixth. It makes those yeah. kind of guys more impressive. So pretty good week. Uh, one uh, thing that I saw that bugged me was I love Yasiel Puig, but uh, he tried to steal third on Saturday. Uh, Dodgers were trying to come back. It was bottom of the eighth, two outs. They were down by three. I think they finally ended up scoring a run um, in that inning or the next inning. He tried to steal third. So this was uh, you don't gain anything from stealing third. He was thrown out when they needed runs. Uh, bad move. Selfish move. I can't believe that they actually would call that on the field. Yeah, try to try to swipe third third here. I feel like stealing third is typically <clears throat> attempting to steal third is typically a low Percentage. success rate. So um, I would argue maybe unless your last name is Hamilton or um, that maybe feels like it. <laughs> maybe nobody else should even be really doing that because no. it's it's challenging and. He's not that fast. So not a great start there. Uh, Reds are four and two. Cubs, Cubs look like I don't know th- the best team in baseball. The way they're just killing folks. So, I mean, they've scored eighteen runs the past two days. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you know this. They won the World Series last year. The Cubs. Yeah. Does that ring Is that a right? bell? Yeah. That. The, yeah. So yeah, that was they, they did win. It yeah. feels like I, they I do would remember be, that. It feels like they would be good again. Games. Yeah. It feels like they would be good again. Uh, oh. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But hasn't their their pitching hasn't been didn't didn't Lester and Arietta kind of the big story is what the velocity yeah. is that's the big story so yeah, we'll see who cares it's April if that develops <laughs> and if that's a story and if it even matters they're partying all off season they just won the World Series for the it first is, time in a million it is years April. so we can, yeah is there any uh, I'm just curious is there any team you this week maybe you feel like we uh, coming you, up you didn't watch last week I didn't and, watch and you and you want to you want to get a look at them Arizona. Didn't see a whole lot. Um, all those West Coast games. Uh, Arizona would be somebody that I'm intrigued by. Saw some Oakland and uh, Tampa. I'd say Arizona would. You be didn't my watch team. them play the Giants. Who? Arizona. Not a whole lot. No. Not on that opening week. It's hard to. It's hard to watch games. I found myself watching two uh, A's Angels games in a row. Yeah, I watched. They were late. I watched. I was embarrassed by the amount of Angels I watched just because they were playing Oakland. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, and it's they're late, so you watch them after the early mm-hmm. game. You know. Um, yeah, I I watched a little bit of Arizona against the Giants, but I feel like um, Pittsburgh's a team I didn't watch, and they've got some good young starters. That might be an interesting. Uh, I don't need to. I don't. I'm not watching Kansas City um, yeah, if they're not either. playing the Twins. That's that's not necessary. Um, um, hmm. Marlins, I didn't watch. They've got a bullpen that's interesting. So that's that another same sort of deal with Oakland. Yeah. Four guys that are pretty good. Uh, Mets, just a bunch of I don't know. Not good. Their offense is just not good. 
Yeah, that's going to be it. They're going to they're gonna have trouble. They're going to need to bring somebody in because I, I just don't see that team succeeding with pitching alone. I, are they really going to be able to beat the Cubs or the Dodgers or the Giants or the Cardinals or the Nats? Or, you know? So five games before their Sunday nighter against Miami, the losing team in those five games have scored zero runs, one run, one run, two and two. That's not... Sometimes good for them, sometimes bad for them. Yeah, they're... Oh man, they're a frustrating team. Well, there is a guy in the minor leagues who hit two home runs for him this week. Conforto? Tebow. Oh, boy. Not only did he hit one the other night, he hit one on Sunday as well. I think uh, Tim Tebow... What is he playing outfield for them? I don't even... Class A. Low Class A. Columbia Firefly, Fireflies. 29 years old. He's now one shy of Michael Jordan's home run total in Double A in 1994. Well, Double A is harder. Uh, I know that, yes. <laughs> but uh, that he played yeah, left whole field. Year, He's playing though. left field. Okay, that is what I guess I was curious about. They swept Augusta. Oh boy, he's just a winner. Two home runs looked <laughs> awful in all these other at bats, but uh, two home runs for Tebow. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where you're in that kind of low, low minor leagues, and you just have talent. Uh, or not even talent, and you're big, and you you just get good wood on a ball, you're going to hit a home run. Um, and they're going to throw you a lot of straight fastballs, hang curves, so you're going to hit a couple. More home runs, Tebow Bumgarner. Uh, um, Tebow, many more at-bats. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say probably Tebow. Over under four and a half home runs for Bumgarner? I don't think he can hit three more. That's either. I'd say under. I don't. I feel like he had a good. He'll probably game. Hit one more, maybe two. Yeah, he's a bit much. I feel like he had a good game, and uh, that might be all. That might be. <laughs> but two is cool. That's cool for an opening day. Did you see he uh, refused to give his bat to the Hall of Fame? Really? He kept it. Or well, good. Something? Yeah, I thought that was cool. You can too. have it when it's broken. The Hall of Fame, uh, they can uh, maybe have Bumgarner's bat when they can induct a guy like Tim Raines within uh, nine years instead of ten, maybe, or something like that. But um, maybe that's something we talk about in the future, I guess. Hall of Fame? uh, uh, Future Hall of Fame candidates. Um, We've got some good guys in the league right now, and we've got some good guys going up on the ballot soon. Yeah. People that we've actually seen play. Yeah, which is weird. Which is weird. Oh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. is in the Hall of Fame now. I saw him play. There are some... Uh, Alomar has been in the Hall of Fame for a while. Roberto We, we kind of caught the tail oh, yeah. end of him. You're a little bit Mid-90s older Mid-90s on and 95 on. That's So there's some guys, but now it's like everyone, which is cool. Um, but uh, I think... I'm sure at some point we'll have a conversation about Johan Santana and his uh, Hall of Fame. You, I, I believe I've heard rumors that you are a uh, possible yes. I am a very, very pro, strong yes. Pro Santana Hall of Fame. Really? I would lean no just because of the you know longevity of it. That's yeah, that could be I'm a, on the uh, I use good, the, the Kofax defense, uh, the high peak. Good conversation. Yeah, his. Yeah, well. Oh, we'll, three to 06, 04 to 06. That's not as good as you can get. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, he was the best pitcher in baseball for three years. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a conversation. He had about one that good at year with point. the Mets. One good year with the Mets. Mm-hmm. That was it. So he had altogether probably had five really good years. But then I guess he also had a total of. Uh, let's see. Did he have? Let's he had see. nine good seasons though. Um, 
Did he have 210 starts? Total? Yeah. More he, than that? He had 284. That's, that's a good plenty. So, um, and his career Ks per nine is 284? 8.8. Yeah, for starts. That's almost 10 seasons worth. Yeah. Nine, seasons, nine times 30. Yeah, I mean, he was a good uh, pitcher. Half of those a, were amazing. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't think he'll ever get in. I, I don't... Well, I think he yeah. could be a guy like first ballot, he'll drop off, which is unfortunate. Maybe. What, 5%? Uh, maybe he gets there, though, because of we're seeing uh, better better guys get on the ballot, or better writers get in the uh, He's tried now. these last years for a comeback, and it's always not worked. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I would we... love just one inning for him to be with the Twins. Just one inning. <laughs> well, because he was just, just, just because with that bullpen, though, maybe I could see. Yeah, that. a light. Yeah, freaking uh, lights out. Belial. Yeah, <laughs> that was nerve wracking today, huh? Rogers, everybody. Well, yeah, I'm sure we can talk about Hall of Fame at some point, and also we can talk yeah, about yeah, Johan Santana being the next relief pitcher for the Twins as well. Sure. <laughs> Next but, week, uh, we got next week. Got uh, Cubs, Dodgers. I think four games Monday, Thursday. Next week, yeah. This yeah. coming week, that'll be good. Uh, Cardinals, Nationals to start off the week should be good. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of series next week that are intriguing. Uh, one, Basically, you know, a lot of the if you play, you know, home and homes coming up here. We got week. the uh, Yankees playing the Rays again, which is boring for me. Um, and Rays fans as well, but you got to do it all over again. Not a whole lot this weekend. Who the Twins got this week? Got uh, Chicago at home next weekend, and they're at Detroit coming up Monday. Well, let's hope uh, like a five hundred a week. Let's let's hope that's not true. <laughs> Maybe they'll lose all of them. And uh, Rockies, I think Rockies Arizona. Those will be my two teams this week. I want to see yeah. if they can keep this up. And hopefully the Giants don't have another uh, two-win week. That'd be good. The uh, Rockies' bullpen is fun. Greg Holland is fun to watch. It's nice to see him back. Um, but the starters are frustrating for sure. I, I I don't know if there's any starter I haven't watched yet this year, but that kind of – I haven't watched the Cubs at all. I didn't even really get any of that Sunday game, the opening day. No. So – that might be a team I should watch. But Probably my two other favorite teams, Oakland-Houston next weekend. That's a good game. Very That's excited. A good yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Graveman is always fun to watch. He should be lined up for one of those. Yeah. Oh, so so, good. Should be a good week. Uh, it was a good opening week, though. I, do you have any overall just kind of... Cardinals-Yankees next weekend? Oh, boy. Uh, get ready for a loss or three. But <laughs> I think it was a good week of opening day. Or in a good opening day week, um, it'll be nice when the weather gets warmer and the balls start flying and mm-hmm. home runs start going out, and it'll be fun. Well, feelings on all these day games, the first couple weeks. I hate day games because I'm a employed uh, person. I work nights too, but um, I, I, who day games are so frustrating because the your the normal work schedule is days for like everybody, a huge part of America. So maybe don't play those. Uh, so people can watch your sport and you can make more I money. Like early on with the temperature and like it's probably just play in the south though for yeah. the first month. You can. Do I that. don't. Yeah, not not a fan. The Twins they start uh, every game in this Detroit series Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, noon Central Time. How could that be a good idea? Like trying to get fans to the ballpark. And you've seen some good. of these games. There's nobody there. 
Right, because you're not going to get any walk-ups. Like, oh, hey, let's go buy a ticket. Noon on a noon. Wednesday, let's yeah. go. Like, yeah, you may, might summer. be able to catch like 30 minutes during your lunch hour, but that's it. And I do hate the, like I think I mentioned this before, start on the Monday, have the Tuesday off, uh, play Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, what, Detroit, Chicago had to use it, bumped it back, and they lost two games. Mm-hmm. I would say play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, have that Thursday open, use it as a travel day. Mm-hmm. Or if you need to push it back a day. Well, what you're do doing that. is you're just killing the initial momentum. Yep. yep. But uh, these are things baseball doesn't seem to figure out. You would think they would want more fans, and yet they're doing a lot of things to uh, not have more fans. So I guess I don't know what is really going on. Uh, it must just be a scheduling thing. Scheduling 162 games for 30 teams has to be challenging. Yeah. So... I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there, but uh, let's let's. It'll be nice when we're getting six or seven night games a week for our teams. You know that'll be nice. Yeah, so a couple weeks there. Expect that a good opening week, as we said. Rockies, Diamondbacks, Twins, probably your three biggest surprises there. So mm-hmm. I like to probably June first is my date of okay. Where are we at? June first, a third of the way through the year. Who's who's doing what? Yeah, and that's a good and and at that point you basically know for the most part who's making trades and who's not. Yeah. Alrighty. First uh, regular season edition of the twenty eighty baseball podcast. Travis Crins, Evan Hendershot be back next week. May have a guest here talking maybe one of these teams that we're intrigued about. But uh, thanks for listening again. You got the uh, on iTunes twenty eighty baseball podcast and also the Twitter account. Trying to keep that up to date there at twenty underscore 80 podcast that sounds right and i guess check out maybe some of those older older ones we did oh yeah uh, interviews with kirkchen uh, tim kirkchen and rob nyer uh, those were were interesting as well and i think still timely despite yes. the uh week the opening week but uh still interesting so maybe they like the Rockies, so they were right for one week uh but i think kirkchen liked the mariners so wrong for one week wrong for one week 50 <laughs> 50 there we go yeah uh, baseball podcast i was i was gonna start the show with this but i forgot but i remembered it now oh, okay uh 2080 baseball podcast more downloads than bucks and strikeouts which is no small feat Ooh, no good, small feats good job yeah 300 strikeouts a year trying to set a new record so. <laughs> well there you go all right we'll see you next week uh for the week two of the regular season